Heavy Cardboard, episode 47, take two? <laughs> or something like that? Are we still coming from Daniel Plainview's ranch in wherever California? Little Boston, California. Little Boston. Exactly. Little yes. Boston. So this is kind of our look back on Wildcatters. Has it stood this test of time? And then kind of a first look at the second edition and how it compares and contrasts to the first edition of Wildcatter. So, obviously, I'm Edward. I'm Amanda. And I'm Matt. So, it's the residents of HCHQ mm-hmm. coming to you from the triangle table? Sure. Round table. It's not a round table. No, it's, it's square, rectangular-ish, but there's three. Whatever. Anyway, so Wildcatters. Well, first off, uh, I was looking at my notes from episode 47, which I think was late December of 2016 when we did our review of it amanda i think that's right i think so i'm not they kind of all run together i'm not really quite sure (laughs) so the nice thing is i keep all my notes on the google drive for all my prep Mm -hmm. and so i was able to actually go back 40 no check that yeah 42 episodes ago nice that's really it doesn't seem like that 42 episodes ago and that was late December. anyway yeah i can't that can't be right so anyway about the halfway point. So looking back at it then, mm-hmm. uh, when I was going through my notes, I said in the episode, in the review, that I had 10, 12 plays or so of the game. And I've had a couple of this ever, uh, since. So we're up to maybe, call it 15 plays yeah. total between the first and second edition for me. I'd say maybe 13 for me. And only about three for me. But uh, a couple off the first edition? A couple off of the first edition and one off the second edition. All right. And we just did a playthrough of this back on Sunday. So that's, what, four days ago from y'all listening right. to this. And we actually still have the game set up here on the game table mm-hmm. to be able to... Yeah, we found that that helps us kind of jog our memories as we're recording. So let's just look back. And even though second edition versus... First edition. Actually, why don't we why don't we talk about the differences between the editions to start with? Okay. Okay. A couple. A few of them are cosmetic changes. Um, the cards are bigger. The area cards are bigger and different. Um, the money is no longer in the game. It is now workers. Which that's almost the semantics thing. Yeah. To where okay, it's workers instead of money, but even though it works mechanically thing. identical. Uh, the wildcatter. Chits, you were just little round punch outs. Now they're actual wooden pieces that with play on stickers the board. on them, mm-hmm. just like the oil derricks, which are big, chunky wooden bits mm-hmm. with uh, four sides of stickers. That unfortunately, everyone's going to have to sticker. Thankfully, Clay stickered this edition, That's so right. we or this version of or this copy, I guess, and we didn't have to. Also, the oil barrels, one of my negative critiques of the original edition was the fact that the uh, oil barrels were just little round c- or um, cylinder shaped. And they were tall. And they were tall, which easy to knock over, mm-hmm. easy to fall off the ships, easy to fall off the pump jacks. They're still circular or oil conical. barrel. No, not conical. Yeah, oil Whatever. barrel shape. cylindrical. There, there you, you go. go. See, that's why we bring him on. There you go. <laughs> he knows the so, big words. He has the vocabulary. Right. <laughs> But they're shorter. So right. first off on that, did you find them easier, more difficult, or what to handle? Easier, but not undifficult. <laughs> yeah, they. I, I still wish they were hexagonal yeah, instead of just 
cylindrical. And, and mm-hmm. I mentioned in the review that they didn't bother me, the bigger ones. And the, the actually, the bigger ones are easier for me to grab a hold of. They're easier definitely to knock over, but they're easier for me to pick up and place on the ships, which the ships are also wood now. They used to be cardboard chits. Which, if we're going to look at the positives and negatives kind of in just changes, not a real big fan of the ships. Here, I love that they're wooden, but they're skinny. Yeah. And so you have to be very ginger on putting the, they the maybe cylindrical oil barrels onto the ship because they're easy to knock over. Yes, but it also, you know, these ships are very much of the time, so oil spills happen a lot. <laughs> so you have point. to be very careful as to not cause oil spills. Fair point. I mean, you that know, even be part of the game, <laughs> dexterity part of the game you is to not cause oil spills. That's the expansion happens. that's coming, right? right? Wildcatters. Ah, the oil spill. The oil spill oh, version. Right. Um, the big slick. Or the big slick. I like that a lot. Um, but if, if maybe the, the ships could have had little lips or something up on the side. Or just made them a little wider. Right. Um, so that's going to be kind of a point of contention for folks. I have a feeling the I do appreciate the fact that the oil barrels are shorter because you're not going to knock them over. No, not as easy. If they fall off the ship, they might knock over. And they're still a little fiddly getting them onto and off of the pump jacks in yeah. the game. But... I feel like that's kind of nitpicky yeah. a little bit. I, I think so. Yeah. I feel like it's an improvement, but you could have improved it just a little bit more. Agreed. Then there's the area cards, which they're really nice. Uh, they're normal sized cards. Yeah, they're they're full size. I almost just a, they're smaller than playing card size, but they're, they're bigger than the original ones. Oh, the yeah. original area cards were the same size as the shares. And one of my gripes... In the original edition was that the shares and the area cards were too flimsy and too thin of cardstock or, yeah, I guess that's card core, whatever. You get the idea. Whereas on the cards, linen finish, they're nice. Mm -hmm. They're easy to handle. They're nice and thick. Yeah, Yeah. I'm a fan. However, the color choices, I... The artwork is beautiful on this, and it's it's very much muted colors. There's muted yellow, green, red, gray, kind of a dirty gray. But the cards, the colors on these, pretty close. Uh, like the yellow and green, and just really close. And I, I don't know if it's just, it has to be the differences in our eyes, because there is, it's starkly different to me. Yeah, and I think the muted colors work better on the board than they do on the cards because on the board they're separated, so it's it's real easy to tell them apart. But when you put the cards next to each other, sometimes it's a little difficult. Right. The good news, though, is there's a big NA for North America mm-hmm. or an RU for Russia, so that's very clear. There's a map with a shaded area yeah. that shows you the area. There's multiple so ways to figure out if there you're are. not sure. There's the, ca- the, the city on there, so there's a ton of different ways to be able to differentiate even though the colors do kind of run together at least to me and matt right they do yeah uh, russia and south america in particular are the ones that that really run together for me mm-hmm. uh, agreed but again the the fact that they are labeled as such mm-hmm. they're clear in that yes. regard so you look sure. at it for five more seconds it's a non-issue yeah right so the game was a group of 12 area majority games if you will within itself you had the four shares you had the money and then the seven area majorities for where you delivered oil Mm -hmm. that's been 
pretty pretty significantly overhauled, yeah. I would say. There was also interim scoring at the end of the fifth round right. and at the end of the game of the seventh round. Well, there's no more interim scoring. You're only going to score at the end of the seventh round. In addition to that, while you still have the same seven area majority scoring of the, well, the seven areas that you deliver oil to, the workers, like the money, have a majority scoring at the end of the mm-hmm. game. However, the one big change, and I think it's a change for the better, is the shares. There's no more majority scoring for the four different shares of the four different companies. And instead, it's the consolidation chips. I think that is a great improvement. I was never a fan of the majorities of the shares. That was never a thing I liked about the game. I felt like it was... It was so hard because you wanted to make sure you had enough of your own shares to be able to pay people for refineries and to use their trains and stuff. But you also had to try to be, try to get the majority of other people's shares too. And it just, it felt like, it felt too much. Yeah. um, I feel the same way about that as well. Um, Trying to get the majority of other people's shares by the end of the game this kind of makes it more of an ongoing thing throughout mm-hmm. the the whole game just trying to get trying to get a certain number of shares at the end of your turn to be able to buy these very important consolidation tokens which are going to help you out through the rest of the game yeah so there's four different regions in the game you have north america south america russia and asia mm-hmm. and now it, how it works is at the end of your turn Two, three, four, or five, depending on how which how many are left, because they're always stacked on top right. to where the two's on top, the five's on the bottom. You have to spend or discard two of each share, meaning yellow, red, green, and blue, mm-hmm. all four companies. So two of every color, or three, or four, or five, to be able to get a consolidation chip in the area that you were working. The advantage of those is every subsequent round at the beginning of the round, you get one share of your own color, which doesn't sound like much. But during our most recent game, I was getting, what, three a turn? Mm -hmm. So three shares, that can be definitely significant, plus the end game scoring. Yeah, and I was getting four a turn. And yeah, that end game scoring is not insignificant. Um, You were getting, what, at the end of the game, I think you got 17 points worth of it because it's 2, 4, 7, and 10 points respective, depending whether or not you got the 2, 3, 4, or 5. Yeah, and I had one. Um, But you loaded up on Wildcatters. Yes, I loaded up on Wildcatters and and other other parts, but I... I still feel that that is would be a, a good a good strategy to take. You know, it, you can do the the consolidation chits as well as working on you know refineries and maybe just instead of using a bunch of different things like the area majority and and this and this and this. You know, it the consolidation chits add another thing into that to where maybe you can break off one of the other things and not have to do and that. And it made the decision of whenever you delivered oil or you emptied one of your refineries to an area. Normally in the previous game it was Oh, it was instant. I, almost. It was like well it was I don't know how many shares I need of the other players. Mm-hmm. I'm just gonna get a lot of my own and then guess. Yeah. Whereas here, okay I know that the the next area that I want, or maybe even the area this turn, I know I need two more green. I need one blue right. share to be able to get a consolidation shit. 
So you you have a reason to get those other shares as opposed to... You're not just grasping just, at straws. You, right, are, right, you exactly. actually know what you need. And it, it also forces you in a good way to maybe run that that edge, that razor edge of can I go ahead and forego a couple more of my own shares to be able to get a couple more of this other right. color to be able to get a consolidation chip next turn mm-hmm. because maybe my refinery isn't going to fill next turn, but it is now. So, huh. But then I run the risk of running short of my own shares and then you, one of you guys forcing me to get a predatory loan. Yes, which happened to me. Yeah. And I was dangerously play. close to it because of taking consolidations. Um, had somebody early on filled up my red refinery, um, I'd have been hurting. But luckily, everyone stayed away from it for enough turns that I got back on track. Because you had a big enough lead in Asia, which is where your refinery was, so that People were like, eh, I don't really want to fight there because I would have to deliver so many barrels of oil. I'm going to focus on these newly emerging markets, whether it's Australia, Europe, whatever. Yeah, defensive oil delivery as to stop the predatory loans. (laughs) One of the other changes, and it might be the only other change that comes to mind, and we'll talk about the rule book here in a little bit, are the refinery chips. So I'll be honest. I'm not really sure I like the concept of these. This was added in, from what I gather, to soften the edge or one of the edges on the game. So every player starts the game with a refinery chip. And what that does is after a Wildcatter auction or at the end of their own turn, they can spend this refinery chip to empty one of their own partially filled refineries. And if you don't use it by the end of the game, it's worth two points. Mm Mm-hmm. However, whenever you use it as an auction or right after the Wildcatter auction, you can empty a refinery of your own color, but then it blocks deliveries to that refinery for that turn. And it kind of negates the ability or it softens the ability, it makes it harder for people to force you to take a loan because you don't have enough shares. So you can effectively, once per game, block one of your refineries from getting any deliveries done to it or made to it so that you don't have to pay out shares that you don't have and then have to take a loan in some respects. And I just, I'm just not a fan of it because it softens the game. And now there's nothing says, you know what, if you don't like it, you could just not, Exactly. Use them in right. a game. I get that. Or maybe use it for a new player. It's like, hey, we'll we'll give you this for this one game here. You can use that and we'll we'll just put these other aside. Actually, that's a fair that's point. A that's a good idea. Like that can kind of soften the uh the the give experience yeah. curve there, yeah. the difference in mm-hmm. experience levels. That okay. I'll buy that. Yeah. I like yeah. that idea actually. Yeah, I normally wouldn't wouldn't play with them either, I don't think, if if the choice was there. Um, I think during our game, I think Brian used his, but he didn't even use it in in that way, really, to block anything. He just wanted to clear something out towards I, the end. And I used mine to block. To I had no intention of blocking anything. It was just I needed to empty that refinery out. It's at the end of the game, so none of us used it that way, and I never used mine. I didn't use mine mm-hmm. either. So I I think it's more. I'm opposed to the concept of mm-hmm. it, even though it wasn't used in our most recent yeah. game that way. Again, it's, you know what? You don't like it. You don't have to include it, yeah. right? All right. No harm, no foul there. So there's the wooden trains as well, which 
in the there was a certain amount of the original edition of Wildcatters that had wooden trains. Oh, in that's them. right. And uh, but it also came with cardboard trains, so I there wooden trains about that. in this one. Also, the bank uh, you used to be able to pay off loans uh, three different times. Now you can only pay it off loans at the beginning of the fifth round. You get a loan, you get 10 shares of your own color, you pay back 18, mm-hmm. so that's 80% interest. Ouch. Yeah. Or at the end of the game, it's 150% interest because you have to pay back 25 yeah. shares, and for every share you don't pay back, you lose a point every share. That's crazy. So don't be caught like that. You took a loan. I did. Not on purpose. No, it was a predatory loan. But and yet you won. I won, but I was able to pay it back in the fi- at the beginning of the fifth round because I, I that might have been, I'll have to rewatch the playthrough, but that might have been when I forced that refinery to flush was to be able to get enough shares to get that. I think you're right. I think so. I don't remember, but. Yeah. So, Downside of having a lot of refineries is having to pay a lot of people for barrels, but they might flush and then you get a lot of shares yeah. back. So it's just whether or not you can withstand that initial paying out of your own shares. And I wasn't or, able to. Right. There was a little bit of Schadenfreude, I'm not gonna lie. Um, but obviously you got the last laugh because you won. That's right. So the player aid, gotta say, very, very good job on the player aids. I only, uh, I have one gripe though. Oh I think everybody has one gripe. Except Rob and Andy. So it says, after your turn, you empty all refineries, all full refineries, buy a consolidation chip, and then refill the area card. It says Griefill on mine. Yeah, it needs to. We, I, I, I can't read it any other way. It was it was brought up in chat that perhaps Clay from Capstone Games should make a promo that is that for heavy cardboard that strictly says Griefill. And then Rolf Sagel, who was one of the designers of the game, was in chat as well, and he said he apologized for fixing the file. And then he also said that he would happily print us out some that said Griefill. So we need to. So for those that don't know, this is, okay, the original edition of Wildcatters came out in 2013, was a Golden Elephant Award uh, finalist or runner-up, however you want to word that. And the player aid said Griefill on it, and it just stuck. With our group. Everything's Griefill. No matter what game, if you watch a lot of the streams, we do, oh, we have to Griefill something. And that's where it comes from. So it's kind of a inside joke with our entire group and now with the entire heavy cardboard herd. Right. And so I I was really sad to see that they, I they was fixed too. that. Outside of that, though, they did a really bang up job it's on a, the player aids. Yeah. Very, very helpful for everybody to have their own. And the fact that they're color coded. Yeah, I brought this up in the stream. Um, every everything, everybody's individual player aid matches the color of whatever color you're playing. So, like on Edwards, it's everything's yellow. On mine, everything was blue. It just it makes it to where you're not confused about now. Wait, what happens? Do I pay? What do is, I have? What color do I pay? Right. Do I pay my own shares? Can I pay anybody's shares? If it was just you know a plain or clear or white or whatever it would be it could be confusing i agree with that yeah um it's definitely a little bit confusing as to what you pay when sometimes it's like am i paying in shares this time am i paying in workers i believe uh somebody said uh, said it very good when you're building and creating things you're using workers and when you're paying for things you're using shares so that seems to be uh, a good way of thinking about it as well to keep that straight yeah and the player aid does a really good job of not only uh, making 
showing the difference between your own shares and and whatever color shares you want, which are kind of neutral color on the player aid, right. but also the worker symbol, which is, you know, it's, it's a, a, hand, a hand with a hammer, pretty obvious on that. So kudos on the player aid for sure. Mm-hmm. However, the rule book, I will say it's an improvement on the first edition and it's perfectly playable as is. And it's pretty. It. The artwork on it really is beautiful. And I just noticed that there's a gigantic handprint on the back of it, like they've got oil on their hand. Yeah, yeah. It, a nice touch. Yes, I, I, for sure. I definitely appreciate that. Wonder but if I got fingerprints match. Say <laughs> like, again. I wonder if fingerprints match. If, are those Clays? Are those, clays are those Rolfs? Are they Andres? Are they Yolandas? Whose are they? Inquiring minds want to know. Now, yes. now we have to figure this out. We'll have to ask it's a small them. Hand, though, I mean. Maybe it's Yolanda. Might be. Hmm. That is, that's Rolf's wife. So the layout on the rule book is not bad. Okay. However, I have a couple couple issues with the rule book that I'm not a fan of at all. And that is it's verbose when it shouldn't be. It's wordy. So when I'm setting up a game, whether it's for the stream, for game day, whatever, I want it just boom. You know, bullet points right there in front of me. Okay, every player gets this, 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 this. Okay, easy enough, no problem, no no harm, no foul. Whereas here, all players take the following from their personal supply. Three drilling rigs, two trains, one oil tanker, and one refinery. These pieces are placed on the game board in player order in the following way. It's just, it's all in kind of paragraph form. As a player, I don't want that. I want it just... Bullet pointed out, very clear at a glance, so I can just look, okay, that's what I need. Mm -hmm. So, maybe I'm nitpicking, but I feel like we should hold publishers accountable for their rule books, or not hold them accountable, let me rephrase that. We should hold publishers to a higher standard than I feel like as a hobby we have, and so this is, this is more of that. In addition to that, beginning of a round skip in the first round then why is it here if i'm supposed to read this rule book from front to back why is there stuff that it's telling me to skip put that at the end doesn't make sense to me or highlight it out right like maybe put it at the beginning hey you're going to skip this the first time but every other subsequent round you do this right so maybe maybe just some visual cues there would, that, would that's all i'm saying make it easier for me the person going through the rule book to teach our group just make it easier on them. And I just feel like it could have been improved. It's not the worst I've ever seen. Hardly. It's it's totally read, readability is strong in it, mm-hmm. but it's just at a glance. It's just not there. The thing I do like, though, is towards the back, there's a how-to, how to get your own shares, how to lose your own shares, how to get other shares, and how do you get workers. I like. I always like that feature in a game. And it's also on the back of the player aids mm-hmm. as well. So kudos there. And then it also kind of gives a couple of game situations in here as well. And then it has at the back of the at the uh, back of the rule book changes for three players and changes for two players in their own section. Big fan of that yes. as well. So I would probably rate it. I guess a four overall, if I had to, for a rule book on our one to six scale, definitely could have been improved, but it could have been a lot worse. So, yeah, you know, not bad. So, all right. That's kind of the changes Mm -hmm. from second edition to first edition or vice versa, however you want to think of that. 
So now my question for y'all is, has it held up? Do you still enjoy it as much? Does it is it a game that you would want to see hit the table more? Or is it just, yeah, you know, it's a game on the shelf that we'll get to once in a while? I think the changes add to the game. I think that, like, like I was talking about before, the consolidation chits instead of having to hoard shares of every player. And not knowing whether or not you have the right. enough. Yeah, and the just you know little cosmetic changes the cards being bigger um the workers instead of money the i the the game the core game is still the same which is you know it's an amazing game so obviously you're not going to be a golden elephant nominee if you're on a great game um but i i definitely feel like it has it hasn't it's aged well it hasn't been like ugh, you know this isn't a game that you are really excited to play at the very beginning and then it kind of fades and now you're and then by the end you're like, no, okay. But, um, I don't know about, you know, wanting to play it more and more and more and more and more than we have already, but I definitely would be, I would not disagree with playing it on a Saturday. I'm the same. I would, I would definitely enjoy playing this game more. Um, there's some intricacies I still have yet to grasp, um, usually I tend to grasp those around plays four or five, so I'm definitely You're getting there. I'm, I'm right. getting there. Um, as for the game itself, it does do one thing that I I don't prefer, and that is having all the scoring at the very end. Um, I, I I enjoy my games a little bit more when I can see kind of where I stand with others. This actually does a little bit better than the old edition, though, with the inclusion of the consolidation tiles, because that does give you a little bit of a gauge there as well. Um, to go on you can see what because those are open information so you can see what points people are going to be getting for those so not only that though you see how many wildcatters tokens everybody has you see see how many refineries everybody has and you see the area majority scoring now obviously you don't know how that's going to play out because obviously a lot of barrels can be added as the game progresses but you can kind of get a ballpark idea but, yeah but i see what you're saying mm-hmm. to where it's all I, I think i kind of preferred it with the interim scoring a little bit just to kind of give that oh look ha- look how far that person is ahead i had no idea um just a little bit but um there are some some things in here that do tweak that some too um it's just one of the things i it's not terrible i mean it doesn't wouldn't make me not want to play the game again but it's one of the things i don't prefer um but as for all the other bits in the game, I I enjoy. Uh, it's it's got the right feel to everything. You f- you feel like you're you're drilling in places. You're competing with your competitors. You're trying to get stuff out and to the right places. That's one of the nuances that I've been trying to figure out too. Is uh, using the ships to get things to the right places so things empty into the right places you want to be the into the right in. refineries yeah. so that it goes mm-hmm. into the right areas yeah, just yeah, doing totally. it just doing it on your own or trying to go by yourself that's not going to work so yeah there's definitely some interdependency here uh to where you can't always do it all on your own you right. have to use other people's infrastructure which that has not changed at all Mm-mm. so the the interaction is still very strong in this game that has not gone away there is one other thing that i guess we ought to highlight that for those that tried the first edition and weren't too keen on the randomness of the cards, I uh, I feel like we ought to at least mention 
a couple years after the game came out, the designers put out a kind of a, a, a official variant, but kind of a these are the new rules type thing, almost the living rules, but not really. To where the eight area cards are all on a conveyor belt, to where the 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 end of the conveyor always cycles at the end of the round. So normally you take a card, it gets replaced, and that's that. Whereas now at the end of every round, another card will go away. So you're talking another seven cards are going to sh- uh, flush out from the display, so that you don't get bit by the randomness of the cards nearly as bad right. as you did. In the original version of the rules. And you always have that option to spend four points to completely wipe all of them and get new ones. Which we did. And it didn't negatively affect you. In fact, both you and Brian benefited from spending the four points and getting a crap ton of more points than you would have had you not spent the four points to flush it. Indeed. So for me, uh, it's improved on a game that I already loved. Yeah. I, I was a really big fan of Wildcatters, the first edition. I am um, honestly, I wasn't so sure how I felt about the consolidation chits because I originally played this with Rolf and Andre and Clay at Essen last year. And I was like, eh, I don't know. Having played it again now, yeah, I'm a really, really big fan. Uh, it's a small change, but it gives more decision urgency to whenever you're getting shares that it's not just okay i'll get my own it gives you reason to risk getting less of your own to get others and it's it's a small change but it's a significant change plus the victory points on the back of those as opposed to the majorities on the shares and the fact that you get a few shares here and there you get one per consolidation chip every every round it's Again, it's a small but significant change that I am a really big fan of. So ultimately, yeah, uh, I'm as big a fan and I would say a bigger fan of this version of Wildcatters than I was the original. Yes. That said, my question now is, if you have the first edition, do you think it's necessary to pick up the second? Well... I think it's going to depend on a few things. It's going to depend on whether the cards are that big of a deal to you. The um, the smaller the cards, smaller you cards. Mean, and the uh, thinner card style. Right. Um, if it matters to you that the oil derricks are now, you know, that the, the pieces are different. Um, but I don't, if you like the game like it is already, I don't know that you need it. I would, I would recommend getting it, of course, because I feel like the changes have the second edition is better than the first but if you're happy already with the first edition and you can't really quite get the second i don't i don't think you should kill yourself yeah the second edition is is really good um playing the first edition i would be happy playing either one really i do really enjoy the consolidation chips and what they and what they add and some other things that are added into the second edition i don't know if i had the first edition if i'd worry so much about getting the second um, but I probably would get the second anyway, just because it's so darn pretty. Yeah. Th- so this one's a tough one, to be honest. Uh, the bank that when you pay back loans, I mean, that's different. The consolidation chips being the main 
mechanical difference. Yes. You can do the conveyor of the oh, area yeah. cards with the first edition. So there's no need for it in that respect. Plus the first edition does have the refill <laughs> on the player aid. So there's that. That's a tough call. Um, I would be perfectly happy with my first edition if I didn't have this. I think, although having played it, I do like this version better just mm-hmm. because of those consolidation chips. Yeah. I mean, I like I like it better for sure. But like I said, if if you're happy with the first, I wouldn't I would be fine with it. All right. Yeah, I think that's uh that's pretty good. That's pretty much uh, our look back. Yeah, it's held up. Yep, we still love it. And yeah, did a good job overall. High marks for the for the second edition of Wildcatters, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. So that's it. That's all we got this week. By the time you all hear this, we should be getting we should be packing. Yeah. For Essen be. or we're on a flight to Essen. Well, I guess to Amsterdam. To Munich. Right. To Munich. Right. Our trip to Essen begins by the time you hear this, thereabouts. Hopefully, I will be snoring on a plane. Right. And I, I, will, and I will be here consoling Asher in your absence. Thank you. And I will be uh, trying to drink enough wine to where I can sleep on the plane. <laughs> that's that's the ultimate goal. So, all right. Uh, I guess you guys will be hearing the daily diaries mm-hmm. after this. Uh, that'll be the next stuff. So, every day from... Uh, the days leading up to Spiel and at Spiel, we'll be doing daily diaries. So thanks everybody for listening. And yeah, if you're at Spiel, make sure y'all come by, say hi. Yep, yep. See y'all later. Later, y'all. Bye.